This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Senate confirmations are taking longer and longer these days. Federal procurement officials invent a new term for measuring delays in the solicitation and awards process. And the FAA appears to have crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's in its review of the 737 MAX plane. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Senate confirmations for political appointees in the Trump administration take twice as long as they did 40 years ago. The Partnership for Public Services Center for Presidential Transition says the Senate confirmation process took an average of 115 days under President Donald Trump. That's compared to a 56-day average under President Ronald Reagan. The partnership says divided government has not necessarily resulted in longer confirmation times. Confirmations with a White House and Senate controlled by the same party take an average of 83 days compared to 81 days when controlled by different political parties. The Office of Federal Procurement Policy is proposing a way to measure delays in releasing solicitations or making awards. OFPP Today defined Procurement Administrative Lead Time, or PALT, as required by the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill. In that definition, OFPP says PALT is the time between the date on which an initial solicitation for a contract or order is issued by a federal agency and the date of the award of the contract or order. The administration seeks feedback on both the definition as well as the approach to measuring the lead times. Comments are due by mid-February. Another vendor is unhappy with GSA's approach to the e-commerce marketplace. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with details. The General Services Administration's e-commerce marketplace solicitation is facing its second protest, and this one may force a much bigger delay and more changes. Overstock.com filed a complaint with the Government Accountability Office on January 15th. Overstock is challenging the terms of the solicitation, arguing it imposes unreasonable requirements that restrict competition. GSA also faced an agency-level protest in November by Amazon. With this latest protest, GAO has until April 24th to decide. I'm Jason Miller. An independent panel finds the FAA followed its own rules in certifying the Boeing 737 MAX. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. Appointed by Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow last April, The panel called the FAA's product certification process rigorous and overseen by people committed to safety, and that the agency followed proper procedures in certifying the troubled plane. But the panel found areas for improvement. In fact, it came up with 32 recommendations, including working with NASA to widen use of its safety management system and developing recruitment and workforce management programs to bolster the agency's professional ranks. I'm Tom Temin. Less than a year after joining forces, the Federal Robotic Process Automation Community of Practice has released a playbook for future implementation. The document offers advice for agencies just getting started with RPA, like building a strong partnership between program offices and chief information officers. Current agency RPA programs have eliminated about five hours of workload per employee. If these programs scaled up to cover 20 hours of workload per employee, the federal government would save more than $3 billion a year. Amid the search for a permanent chief data officer at Health and Human Services, the agency has lost a data official. 
Mona Siddiqui, the CDO of the agency's Office of the Chief Technology Officer, has stepped down after three years on the job. During their tenure, HHS saw greater enterprise-wide data sharing and launched a data science and artificial intelligence training program. HHS Chief Information Officer Jose Arrieta expects to serve as acting CDO for the agency until a permanent pick has been named. The Merit Systems Protection Board weighed in on several Trump administration workforce initiatives. It sees promise with an Office of Personnel Management U.S. digital service pilot designed to bring more subject matter experts into the hiring process. They'll help human resources specialists evaluate. They'll help human resources specialists evaluate and choose the most qualified candidates. MSPB also says it's concerned recent graduates of the administration's Federal Cybersecurity Reskilling Academy do not have more options to use their new skills in actual cyber positions. It says the administration won't achieve the full potential of its reskilling programs unless it finds a workaround to the general schedule and its barriers. The new vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is putting a new focus on military personnel issues. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. General John Hyten says he's appointing a new special assistant, effective today, to work on the military's people and family programs. He says in too many cases, the department has failed to meet its commitments to take care of service members. He specifically cited the ongoing housing crisis and persistently high rates of suicide and sexual assault. Hyten says he wants the new office to start addressing structural and cultural issues that have seemed to make those problems so intractable in the military services. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Starting January 22nd, military service members will be able to receive free tax preparation services for the upcoming tax season. Military OneSource offers the Mill Tax Program to help service members. It offers electronic filing using do-it-yourself software and personalized support from a tax consultant. The service is open to active duty, their families, National Guard members, reservists, survivors, and veterans who have left the military in the last year. And there are new restrictions to foreign military students after an attack on a Florida military base by a Saudi student in December. Students will no longer be allowed to bring privately owned firearms onto military bases. The Pentagon will be looking more closely at the comings and goings of students as well. Local commanders will be authorized to put extra limitations on students and put restrictions on how far they can travel from base. There are currently about 5,200 foreign military students from 153 countries training in the U.S. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 